You're listening to FDR Radio with your host, who has the most, and and her husband, and and all the people around in the studio, and we are broadcasting from beautiful downtown Arcadia, where all the massage parlors are. Ho ho ho! And next to me, sitting next to me, is my girl my favorite, very favorite doctor, and my honey and sweetheart, and my pie and my water girl, and my kissling girl. <laughs> and she's right next to me, and her name is Dr. Susan Block, and here she is. I have a lot of jobs. <laughs> I knew I wore a lot of hats, but my goddess, water girl, kissle girl, yeah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. You forgot blowjob, girl. Ah, yeah, right. <clears throat> well. Yum, yum. After all, one of our subjects tonight is sustainable sex. And that'll give you breakfast in addition to pleasing your partner. And we should tell the, our engineer yes. this signal. What does that mean? That means hi. No, what does it no, mean? No, I know what it means. It means well, you want to talk. He doesn't know. This means, hey, talk. You talk. You I'm talk. I'm tired of talking. That's what that signal means. It means also hello. In or if you want to take a half a break. 12 you know. languages. Right. Right. So that's it, like this. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. if you're a Nazi, it's like this. But okay. no, that's a All right. But pe- most people are listening on radio, so they don't know what we're talking about because they don't see us waving. Ah, so I'm raising my hand and I'm waving, and you can see my armpits. But if you are watching, you would see me laying on several Trump puppy pee pads that are created by Jeffrey Valence, the artist. That's correct. Brought to us by Mistress Tara of Dominatrixes Against Donald Trump. That's her son? I didn't say she birthed him. I say oh, she brought him. Brought him. Yes. Right, that's different than birthing him. <laughs> right, right. Now, can I just say something about this? First of all, the the the, uh, the art by, uh, by him, Jeffrey Valence. By Jeffrey. Uh, is for sale. Yes. It's not yet up on our uh, shopping cart, but it's coming soon. And the picture itself, I don't know who took it, but it's a beautiful picture. And like all pictures that you see on our websites, uh, they're for sale if yes. we own them. And we do have banners that tell you where to go, but I'll tell you where to go. DrBlocksPleasureShop.com slash photos. And then you, you just find the photo and you will be able to buy the photo if right. you like. Or if you can't afford it, you can just ogle it. You can ogle it. Uh, also, you can buy the, the, the art. And it's by and Juxley, I think, this photo. Or maybe not. Maybe. Mm. A lot okay. of our photos are by Juxley, you but this all, could be yeah. somebody else. And by the way, I want to say Sherry Rose, Mistress Sherry Rose, also an artist, was very intrinsic in bringing us Jeffrey Valence as well. And this was at an event that we did with Vice TV, who did another event with us just oh, a few weeks yeah, ago yeah. This is no, and right. they're going to be releasing uh, well goddess knows what but we yeah. think it's a nice documentary about us 
But that was the days when they visited us because we were doing our Trump pee parties, the Russian hooker golden shower soirees, where we would get a Trump surrogate to lay on sometimes a plastic tarp, but in this case it was fancy, so we had all these beautiful Jeffrey Valence puppy pee pads with this likeness of Trump done in a very Japanese-y way. And so we peed on him, I peed on him, and Goddess Soma, and Mistress Tara, and Rhiannon Ahrens, and a whole bunch of other people from the dominatrixes against Donald Trump, which hasn't been active lately, but might have to be again, because this con artist baby, there he is in a diaper, is getting back into our lives, Captain Max. So, oh, there he is. Just in case you don't know what train you are on, it is FDR, which stands for Franklin Delano Roosevelt, our 32nd president, who had his faults but was a little bit socialist, so we kind of like him. And it also stands for Fuck the Rich, because we're also a little bit socialist, and that's why we like ourselves. So whether you like us or not, you're tuned in, so sit back and enjoy the eargasms. Or we have some eyegasms, although they don't always go with what I'm saying, actually, or what Captain Max is saying, or what you might be saying. And you can give us a call here on the show and talk to us about politics or sex, whatever you like. And the number is 213-291-9497. During the week, you can call us for telephone sex therapy, private and on Saturday night you can call us for the show. You can also call 626-461-5950. So in between paying attention to you, your calls, your comments, we are talking about Trump nukes. Trump nukes, hey, we've had Trump steaks, Trump University, Trump Magazine, Trump Water, Trump Vodka, Trump Winery, Trump Airlines, uh, Trump Casinos, all failures, by the way, (laughs) if they even got off the ground at all. I I certainly don't think that Trump Airlines did, but (laughs) nevertheless, we now have Trump nukes for sale, yes. That's right, N-U-K-E-S, Trump nukes. Except they're America's nukes, actually. They're kind of property of the U.S. government that was in his basement. And, well, actually, let me just say there should be no nukes, first of all. I'm a no-nukes person. I don't think there should be nukes for energy or nukes, certainly for war. No nukes. But there are nukes, so I have to take reality into consideration. And considering there are nukes, we should try not to be too sloppy with them, which would include taking them into your basement. Or even if it's not the nuke itself, I would say taking information, documents, 
related to nukes, especially top secret documents. Well, anyway, that's what Trump has in his safe. Trump got raided. Yes, indeed, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners. Woohoo! So excuse me if we celebrate with a little non-Trump water and a little peace pipe smoking and a little sex. Actually, we had quite a lot of very orgasmic marital yes, sex, yes, did we not, Captain Max? Yes, we did. Uh, we were kind of celebrating Trump's raid, I have to admit. I don't know. He just was happy. It was also early Saturday morning, and your friend was happy and excited. Yeah. And, you know, it's good. It's good for, He's you my know, partner in life. Go bonobos for elder sex. That's what I say. Or you could say mature sex. Yeah, that elder first word is a little but it's scary. true. Yeah. People talk about elders all the time as though it's a scary thing. And it is, except I like the Native American interpretation, which is that they're the wise people. Sex, fun, wisdom. Anyway, I have bigger orgasms than ever, honestly. I can get in fewer positions than I used to, right? Yeah. Much well, fewer I, positions. Yeah, but we're, we're pretty straight anyway. I'm pretty straight. Yeah, but I used to bounce around more. Now I still have a tendency to bounce around, but then I pull a muscle. Ah, that's right. <laughs> and so I have to be conscious, be woke to my elderliness, and be careful. But once that orgasm gets going, it just, woo, sends me off higher than when I was young, actually. It's a train without brakes. Right. I mean, ladies, let me just say, I don't know about the guys, but I think we can have bigger and bigger orgasms. There's just the question of pulling a muscle that <laughs> enters the picture, which also does actually during orgasm. It's one of the reasons I will stop the orgasm is because I'm like, I'm going to pull a muscle. Oh, no. So I got to stop uh, also, I figure, you know, it's your turn. I have to be fair. Anyway, <laughs> it's sustainable. And that's why it's a subtitle of tonight's program. Sustainable sex. Most sex is pretty sustainable. That is, it's mostly not hurting the environment much. I mean, unless you join the Mile High Club. But we, of course only used a little machine, a Hitachi magic wand, and that's it, plug-in. One machine, not a lot of machines, no airplanes or cars. And the only oil used was a little coconut oil. So it's very sustainable. So if you have any questions about eco-sexuality, give us a call. And we are also talking about the opposite of sustainable sex, which would be Trump nukes. That's right. It's kind of depressing, but don't let post-Trump sex disorder get you down. I mean, you should celebrate if you can celebrate, right? And make love to someone you love, even if that someone is you. Or if you're a Trump supporter, you can console yourself with a little pain-killing pleasure, which is a much better idea than taking an AR-15 and a nail gun to the FBI to express your displeasure. 
Uh, all right. <laughs> What's with this a nail gun? Creative. And oh, that's yeah. what he had actually attacked the FBI with. Oh, perfect. Yes. He sure. had the AR-15. But he used a nail gun. And he got killed. And honestly, I feel bad that he got killed. And I have to question the police. I don't know if the FBI killed him. I think it was police. But they got him out into a field. They chased him. He ran away. And they chased the guy and killed him. And I'm like, why do you have to kill him when he's out in the field and you're surrounding him? Why can't you shoot his legs? Like Biden says, or even Trump says. And people make fun of them for that. And I agree, it's tasteless to say it, tasteless for me to say it as well. But if I was out in a field surrounded by police for whatever reason, honestly, I love to dance and walk, but I would prefer they shoot me in the legs than kill me. Right? Yeah, you know, and I don't really understand that because Europe has the same problem. They also have criminals and... But here it's like you get executed for making a wrong turn, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. You get executed for peeing in the bushes. You get And in this case for a nail gun. Yeah, and in this case for a nail gun. They didn't even know he had the AR-15. And listen, I'm no defender of his. He's obviously a QAnoner, or at least a QAnoner. And yes, he is. He was trying to start a civil war, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners. And we're going to talk about civil war and the possibilities of it happening. I don't think these people can get it together. And I don't think our people want to fight. Well, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to start a civil war with a, with a nail gun. Well, there's that. Frankly, you know? I mean, really, young man. Not that we're encouraging no, you. No, 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 no. But nail guns are We are, are bonobos. We to, are nonviolent. Right, to build houses and build beautiful <clears throat> things, not to nail people. Yes, you say that as a builder of things. Right. Yeah. Yes, Maximilian is a great uh, builder. Uses nail guns quite a bit. So... Why is this happening? Why are people at such a fever pitch attacking the FBI on the one hand and having great sex on the other hand? Celebrating, really almost out of control, celebrating that I think is perhaps maybe wishful thinking. But I'm doing it, so I'm guilty of that. And you will, we should take every opportunity to get over our post-Trump sex disorder and celebrate. But not sure what this all means. And on the other hand, we have these Trumpers who are also not sure what this all means. But a lot of them are defending him. So what happened? Well, let's review. Trump's tasteless palace, Mar-a-Lardo, <clears throat> I mean, Mar-a-Lago. I didn't make that up, though. I saw Mar-a-Lardo out there in there. Lardo? Twitter sphere, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, the place has been raided by the FBI with a search warrant, okay? So it is a legal raid, and they have uncovered various stolen documents from Roger Stone's get-out-of-jail-free card to, oh, I don't know, maybe the Russian hooker pee party tapes. 
and something of French President Emmanuel Macron, perhaps a semen sample or something like that. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. <laughs> oui, oui, sample. oui, oui, samples. <laughs> and perhaps it is on Melania's dress. We don't know exactly, but something. And then we do know, according to the released document list, that there are top secret nuclear documents, <clears throat> things that relate to the nukes and that are top secret. I don't know that they're codes, although they could be, or that they're instructions for how to build nukes. They could be, although those are also on the internet, although these might be more advanced, being at the highest levels, I don't know. Or they could be positions or plans or how long it takes before we can respond. Whatever, it's kind of top secret. <coughs> FBI gets a search warrant. Nukes. Forget the semen sample. This is not just sperm wars. This is nuclear wars. So people are in a bit of a lather on all sides. So that's why we're talking about it and bringing up the Trumpists, looking at him in our various visual aids, banners from the past. Bezos exposes Trump's pecker and our dominatrixes against Donald Trump events where we were attempting to spank him out of office and pee him into oblivion. Well, we did kind of spank him out of office, but he's not taken to oblivion at all. And in fact, he seems to be using this raid to, of course, fundraise and get attention. So one has to wonder, what is it all about? And in terms of the raid, Hey, we have empathy. Right, Captain Max? Well, you know... Um, We've been raided. So, we have been raided, uh, and actually the last raid we had was by the city of Arcadia. Yes. To try and determine whether we sleep on our couches or why and how we store our broadcast beds. Okay, our so mattress madness. Mattress, mattress madness. And so they show up here one morning. It's just, if you've never been raided, um, it, it depends who the asshole is that's raiding you. Uh, in this case, it was a, a woman. Uh, what was her name? Oh. Uh, yeah, that one there. And she's from the city here. And she did not believe, uh, I don't know what she didn't believe, but that's why you you raid. That's what she said. Well, anyway, there were nine police officers. Officers. And it was part of a pattern of harassment that has been ongoing against us. This raid was just kind of a little climax. It was yeah. like a ejaculation for them. They didn't discover anything, though. <laughs> but it was like a rape for us. It was a violation of our privacy. I mean, we were working. We were actually getting ready to be on a show. To do a show. And so we were here and working and getting the show ready. And they just suddenly raid us and insist we all get out into the parking lot while they search around. 
and they don't find anything. They didn't have the kind of search warrant where they could really search the place. No. Not uh, like uh, the exactly. FBI had. So they're right. different types of warrants. But they did have nine police officers, and it did feel like a bit of a rape, and they will be sued for this, for an ongoing pattern of harassment. Amber. Right, amber waves of grain. Amber came marching in. She lied to the judge. But she lied to the judge. Yes, in that case, they did have a warrant, but it was based on a lie. Right. So we do understand being appalled by a raid. And we were also raided by the LAPD. And there was no No. warrant for that, not even a pretend warrant like this one. They were chasing some some Mexican kidnappers. They were in the mood for checking out the Dr. Susan Block Show with Ginger Lynn that night. I think they heard I was going to have a hot porn star as my guest that night. And we were having a lot of people over then. And we were even having wild bacchanals. And orgies would break out at the speakeasy in Bonoboville in those days. And it was a real speakeasy. Yeah, and they went into our refrigerator. Except we were not selling liquor. We were not operating a speakeasy. Oh, they went into our refrigerator. Yes, the refrigerator. They went into our panty drawers, my panty drawers. They didn't go in my underwear drawer. No, they liked mine. They liked yours. And so I relate to Melania's unease unless she was of course the mole uh, who knows we'll talk about that in a minute but i do understand uh, you know it feels like a violation i understand uh, it feels like a rape it's a terrible no it is a it is an awful violation and as you know dr susie i was raided like 23 times and arrested yeah and i was uh, only raided twice yeah, well, see, you don't have as many chevrons as I do. <laughs> but uh, it is it is in all governments. And by the way, everybody that gets raid, raided says they're picking on me. Everybody. Right. <laughs> no matter what. what of you, course. You know, yeah. They're picking on me. Oh, by the way, one of the reasons they raided them yeah. is because in June, uh, uh, Trump's defense team notified the feds that anything that had a top secret uh, stamp on it had been removed from the uh, from the club. Oh. But they guaranteed that they had turned over everything to do with top secret stuff. Well. Well, that wasn't <laughs> quite the case. That was, was a little it? bit of bullshit. You know bullshit. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that's one of the reasons they they didn't believe it, you know. Uh huh. And I don't know if the lawyer actually knew there was shit still there, but if he did, he should be disbarred. And if he listened to Trump saying, "I swear that I have no longer anything like that here in Mar-a-Lago," then he's an idiot. One of the two. Yeah. So obviously. This is a crime. But there are many crimes in the life of Trump. Many, 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 many crimes. Many. This is one. 
and it's kind of a dramatic one. And yet, what is it really? It's called stealing. Trump is a thief. He's a con man. He's a narcissistic opportunist with an obviously irresistible opportunity that was facing him, that was always denied him by the generals, by the advisors. Like he would say, this is what suddenly Bolton remembers. Mr. Walrus, he would say, can I have that document? Can I keep that? And the generals would say, no, sir, you can't keep it. And he would say, well, maybe I'll just borrow it. I'll give it back. But maybe they would forget about it or something. Or he would make copies, who knows. But he would get these documents and know that they were something interesting that perhaps his Saudi friends might like. And so that would happen. And what I want to ask is, why didn't Bolton tell us about this before? I don't trust that guy any more than the Iranians who tried to kill him. I don't want to try to kill him. I'm too bonobo. But there's a certain level of disgustingness that is John Bolton. So it's a crime. Now, personally, I dislike calling it espionage because that is a French word. But it is a word that's being used because these are nuclear plans, etc. And yeah, maybe he sold it to the Saudis. That would be the likely thing. They seem very close and Jared's very close. Well, didn't Jared just get a few bucks? for? They got the money. How much did he get? Jared two, got two, two billion, billion dollars. dollars. As an investment in his private equity firm. The guy couldn't even run the Observer in New York. No. <laughs> or make that building, which has the greatest number in the world, 666, okay? It's the number of Pan. You don't say it's the number of the devil. That was a Christian interpretation. It's the number of pan. That's what you, if you're a salesman, that's what you say. But anyway, he couldn't make it make money, so I think he sold it at a loss. So he has not exactly been a great real estate genius of any sort. Uh, actually, I don't know if he sold it. Actually, I think he, they got money also from... Uh, from the government for from, it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Probably they got COVID money for yeah, it. Probably like millions a lot of and millions billionaires. of dollars. And by the way, this guy is asking you for donations oh, to fight his lawsuit. This guy's a billionaire, supposedly. And he's, he's out there begging like he's some poor homeless guy. Anyway, they also had a golf tournament recently yes. at Mar-a-Lago. Lardo. Also losing money. Some people just envision this idea of Everybody playing golf right near Ivana's grave and then going down into the basement and looking at nuclear documents. You just brought up Ivana and I think you brought up something very interesting. She was killed, or she died uh, on the day before they were supposed to go do this uh, Sup subpoena. This 
this yeah, thing. they were supposed to do a deposition, but which they're now doing. Yeah, which I don't quite understand because the reason the police came there, now I, I cleared, clarified, somebody called the police, not in the house, but from outside, and said, please check on Ivana. Ivana. Well, you know, I think it would have been easy to push her down the stairs. And I think that that would be unfortunate. I just got a bunch of comments up here. So Sarah Ann says, Trump's been conning the country. I like how she uses duh, since yeah. this is <laughs> fuck the rich. <laughs> Conning the country from Jump Street and the Republicans be his biggest marks. Amen and a women, Sarah Ann. Of course, I agree. And we are just talking about the latest con. And some think the biggest con, I don't know. I guess it certainly involves the worst thing in the world, which is nukes. And yeah, these are Trump nukes, just like Trump steaks, just like. Trump winery, a failure, exposed now, and yet they've been sold, probably. How much can you get from nuclear secrets? Probably a couple billion. A couple of billion, yeah. 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 Listen, they you just go into a private equity firm. Yeah, you take care of the son, okay? You take care of him, and then I'll turn you over the information. How much? Oh, yeah. How much for a nuke? How much for a nuke? Yeah. And they're not really selling individual nukes. We don't mean that, that they've got nukes in the safe. It's information. That's the information age. Currency. And this is very special, official, presidential information. And I spoke to someone about this. I was kicking myself for not thinking of it before, because Trump is such a con man, you know, and such a thief. You can just imagine him, like, casing the joint and going, what's the most expensive thing here? <laughs> of course, nukes. <laughs> and he was very interested in them. Yes. And we knew that. Well, so we should not be surprised that he would sell them <laughs> or take them with him to Mar-a-Lardo. So... It shouldn't be surprising. And yet this gentleman said he would never expect that a president would do such a thing. And it was almost like even Trump. And I can imagine that a lot of people, liberals, think that way. I don't know if I think that way. I think I kind of just wasn't seeing it as a simple transaction that it probably is. It's not real espionage. See, that's why I hate calling it espionage, which sounds a little bit like the Rosenbergs. I despise Trumpy Dumpty, and I want to see him in prison, but not for the 1917 Espionage Act, which his own Justice Department kind of dusted off to go after Julian Assange and it was also used against Eugene Debs and Emma Goldman, one of my favorites, because she liked a revolution she could dance to, and Daniel Ellsberg. So it's a bad law, and it ought to be repealed. 
although I am a realist. <laughs> and so if it's first used to put Trump in prison, it would sort of be a poetic, twisted justice, or as you say, karma. Karma, man, karma. So, you I know, know karma. I wouldn't be too upset. And also there was Ethel and Julius Rosenberg who were executed. And of course, I do not believe in capital punishment. And they were executed in the electric chair thanks to Trump's horrible mentor, Roy Cohn. Now there's a bunch of Roy Cohns running around. On very trumped up charges, although they did have some guilt and involvement with Soviet spies, they were sort of thrown to the wolves and used as scapegoats. And it was espionage. And actually, I was just finding out about nuclear science intern Ted Hall pass secrets to the Russians about the atomic bomb. And it was real espionage and done for altruistic reasons, he said, so that there would not be a bomb set off by the U.S. There would be a kind of detente, which in fact there has been in a way. A balance of power. A balance of power. And he wasn't caught by J. Edgar Hoover, who probably knew about him. And the reason being that his brother, Ed Hall, was a very powerful scientist working on some sort of rockets that they needed to build. So it's very convoluted, but I do feel that Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, who were quite a romantic couple, actually, and that also tugs at my heartstrings. So I don't like the word espionage. I don't like that they were used as scapegoats for a lot of people. And I don't think anybody should be executed. That's what prison is for when something is that terrible. So, and it should only be when something is that terrible that you're considering this person should be put out of commission. That's when you should keep them in a prison. Robert Barringer says that the raid does sound scary. Yeah, it was scary. I had a gun in my face, a big one, a big <laughs> one of those assault rifles. And I was scared for a moment, but the guy didn't shoot me, so I'm fine. But afterwards, he did say, hey, you know, you shouldn't wear so much jewelry. It could be mistaken for a weapon. And at the time, I thought that was incredibly outrageous. But I have heard that used as an excuse. More often something like a cell phone or a nail gun. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it is an excuse. And so I was very lucky that I was not shot and killed, which is what the judge told me, the first one who threw it out of court after five days. He said, you're lucky you weren't killed. But then the appeals court and the LAPD itself gave me a nice settlement knowing that they had truly infringed upon my Fourth Amendment and First Amendment rights. So yeah, it was scary. 
and no warrant, right? There was no warrant. It was a surprise. Surprise. And so was Arcadia. It was based on lies. Arcadia. It's why I do understand the Trumpers that are suspicious of the police, of the FBI. I am very suspicious. I ain't going to become an FBI cheerleader over this. I don't see it as taking sides. I just do not see life or politics as a wrestling match. Sometimes love is, you know. That can be fun. But politics shouldn't be that. And that is how Trump plays, as if he's in a wrestling match, and that there's a winner and there's a loser, and you can always fix the game. And cheers rise up from the crowd. Anyway, yeah. Besides this, Trump also pled the fifth over 400 times in New York this week. It was a big week for the Trumpists, which is why uh, we're showing quite a few pictures of our Trump escapades where we spank him and pee on him and turn him into a doll and make him suck dick. We have fun. We never kill him. Although we did do a Trumpkin for Halloween that we smashed, and we called it Smashing Trumpkins. Yeah. So I guess that was kind of killing him. Theoretically, you know, it's all just theater. But hey, theater is important. It's not real, and there is a difference. We are not against theater killing. We are against real killing. So we're into smashing Trumpkins, but we don't want to kill him. We just want to imprison the motherfucker. And there is controversy as to whether he can run for president from prison. Actually, Hannity says he can, but Hannity would say that. But others have said, no, he cannot. I ran for attorney general from prison. Well, there you go. So maybe he can. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I ran... I ran against the Attorney General who put me there. So there's someone named Dead Account. Is that a real thing? I just want to know. Or is that like a game? (laughs) Is that a wrestling term? Anyway, he's saying hello, hello. And then he's saying the slideshow for this discussion topic is iconic. And yes, this discussion is about both Trump nukes for sale and love not for sale but sustainable sex our sex is certainly sustainable because we've been married for 30 years and i think most sex is actually sustainable not all some people join the mile high club some people demand just billions of dollars for sex that's usually a marriage i would say But sex work is usually reasonable somehow. It's in the ballpark of, you know, a few bucks to maybe a few thousand. Yeah, downtown you have the alley hookers. It's it's. uh, That's the few bucks. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's uh, that's five dollars for five minutes. 
We used to see that yes. when we were on Olympic. Correct. And there was a parking lot, and there were alley activities of all sorts. The alley right behind Really horrible activities, like a guy burned his car with his kids inside of it. Right. That was the worst. Right. But there were other kinds of drug deals, and then there was the hooker. Hookers anyway, their Dead job. Account also says they'll use anything as an excuse to fire on or fearmonger non-offending people without reason. It's always a power play. They True. fear for their life. Uh-huh. I don't know if he was talking then about the shooting of the nail gun guy in the field. But, you know, guys, all you guys and gals and everybody, non-binaries, I am sympathetic with y'all. And I don't think there's going to be a civil war, but I do think violence is rising. I don't think you guys and gals and non-binaries out there have it in you organization-wise to do a civil war without getting uncovered pretty quickly by the FBI. And probably they're going to be uncovering a lot of people that aren't even serious about it. That's for the most part. Was the guy that was shooting the nail gun, was he the guy that was calling people to arms? Or was that the other guy? There is a lot of people (laughs) calling people to arms. But certainly the nail gun guy was. Yes. Go to... (laughs) Anyway, Trump is in trouble. And I see a lot of my leftist friends saying that when Trump is in trouble, that does inspire his base, which is why they don't like to talk about it. But I guess you gotta talk about it because they're talking about it. The mainstream media is talking about it. And I know the mainstream media wants this motherfucking Trumpy Dumpty to run again. I know they do because he gets them eyeballs because everybody likes a clown and even if you don't like a clown if you're afraid of the scary clown you still kind of watch the scary clown through your corner of your eye while you're squinting you want to see what he's up to so they know they get the eyeballs and then they also like him because he represents the billionaires That is the bottom line, brothers and sisters. And that's why we're getting this again, even though he has been impeached twice and just shown to be a total liar. And it's like Mary Trump, his niece says. I hear people saying that Republicans are afraid of Donald Trump. No, they're not. They are him. They are sticking with the guy who gives them permission to be their worst selves. And I agree with that. And I'm not saying all Democrats are so great. Of course, if you're a Democrat, you would have quarrels with other Democrats. That's kind of the nature of our sort of team, (laughs) which isn't much of a team. But the Republicans the fascists, the Christo-fascists, and they're not all religious, but they support Christo-fascism. That's who's in the Supreme Court. And they support 
the billionaires and they support racism. They are racist, they are sexist, they are power hungry and greedy like him. Of course, Trump has, you know, this sales relationship, friendship with the Saudis, as well as with his beloved Kim Jong-un, could be him, as well as the Chinese massage lady that used to hang out at Mar-a-Lago, you know, as well as Putin, Putin. Maybe that's why Putin feels so confident, because he's got something from Trump, his buddy, his submissive, really. He certainly got something on Trump, we know that. But who's the one who's got Trump nukes? No, no, so Putin has Trump's nudes, that's what he's got. Well, he's definitely got Trump's nudes. <laughs> that's, that's why he's not talking. Yeah, Trump Putin. Is he also it. selling nude pictures besides the nukes? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's already got a lot of nudes out there of Melania. Now, of himself, there's a lot of art that shows Trump nude. Yeah. Is there Trump actually nude? I would like to see that. No, I would not. No, like very this, no. quickly. No, I would. No. I, you know, I see all kinds of yeah. dicks. I get dick pics all the time. I can see his too. I would like to examine that. Hey, Stormy Daniels had to. She said it looked like a little tiny mushroom with Yeti pubes. Yeah, you have to hit central and plus to see it on, on the to see it on the screen, actually. Mary Trump. She says, Garland is playing chess. Donald can only play checkers. I don't even think he plays checkers myself. I think he plays wrestling, pro wrestling, not even real wrestling. He plays the pro kind that is always fixed. It's just a show. It's always a con. It's just quite a show that dazzles those who want to be dazzled. And let's just say this, brothers and sisters, it occurred to me that a lot of people, especially on the left, want to understand why do people believe this or that? Why do religious people believe in their religions? Why do the Trumpers believe in Trump. They see that he's lying. They see that he doesn't care about them. Why do they believe? And I say it is not important what people believe. What's important is what they want. And honestly, they make what they believe fit what they want consciously or unconsciously. If you can find out what those people really want, both what they want to keep that they already have and that they're afraid they're going to lose, and what they want for the future that they don't have. Those two things. Desire. Why do you think I'm in the desire business? That's what life is. That's what propels us, not what we believe. We make that up or somebody makes it up for us. Our desire, whether it's sexual or philosophical or survival-oriented, that's really the crux of the matter, isn't it? Yes. 
that's the crux of the matter. And what's the matter with the matter? I'll tell you what, what I don't understand is a guy is living downstairs in the basement of a store. Like a thing, a store that sells refrigerators or something. He ain't got a dime. He's broke. And he's supporting a multi supposed billionaire. What, 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 what are you doing down in that basement? Huh? Playing with your wee wee? Dreaming of things to come? How do, how do most of these... The rich I understand because they want to be on stake like him. They want to make money. The poor I don't understand. The poor they want a fantasy. And they're told that mm -hmm. sexual fantasies are wrong. Correct. Not correct, but yeah. Right, it's very not correct. It's Christo-fascist in this case, although it's not just the Christians. We're going to get into the other religions in just a moment. But right now I want to say Christo-fascism is on the ascendancy in America, although let's get diversity. It's also Islamo-fascist. It's also Judeo-fascist. There's also Hindu-fascists, Buddhist-fascists. In other words, all the religions. I don't see too many that are like the goddess fascists, but I guess there could be, you know, if they had any power, which they don't. I'm sure. Once you got a little power, you get fascist about it, apparently. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Hmm. Back to Merrick Garland is playing chess, and Trump is playing, whether it's checkers or, I say, pro-wrestling. Is he being outmaneuvered or not? Mary says he is, which is unusual because she's always saying he's a, the slippery one. And of course, he always has been. He's been guilty of many, many crimes throughout his life. And he has not been held accountable for any, not really. And in a way, when you ask why does the poor like him, that is the answer to that question because they get held accountable for everything. Now, some of the poor is smart, <laughs> let's say, because they agree with me, and they see that he's just a rich guy that gets away with it because he's not poor. But other poor, they think, oh, one day I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to get rich. I'm going to be like him. That's uh -huh. what they think. I want to be like him. I want to invest my feelings in him. And there is a religion that is not kind of specific to an old religion, but is more the American religion, which is that you can do it. If you just have these positive thoughts, you can succeed. You just have to think positive. You don't have to be talented. You don't have to be born with money. See, the Europeans don't think that so much because they have this aristocracy. It's not so great. It's unfair, of course, to have it, but they grow up with it. So they know life ain't fair. I got to do the best I can and maybe try to work against the aristocracy or work with it, whatever. But I'm not under the illusion that life is fair.
Whereas America tries to put out that illusion and some people buy into it and think Trump is the American dream because he gets away with all this shit. He's like the cowboy of the Wild West. So there's some sad news to Uh remind us that it's not just Christo-fascism, it's also Islamo-fascism, it's also all the fascisms, Judeo and Buddhist and Hindu and all kinds of fascisms. And it's not just guns. I have to say this because I am for gun control, much more severe gun control. But I will also acknowledge that people commit horrible crimes, murders, without guns. They blow things up with fertilizer. They poison people. This was Islamofascism with the oldest kind of killing tool you can get, a knife. And he went after, did not kill, but certainly seemed to be trying to, Salman Rushdie, famous for the Iranian Ayatollah Khomeini's fatwa against him because he wrote a book called The Satanic Verses, a very philosophical book, a fiction book, actually, about the life of Muhammad, but it was a fictional book. And he was stabbed almost to death by a Muslim fundamentalist whose name I'm not going to say right now because I don't want to give him more publicity. We'll see if he becomes a cult hero or something like that. Then I guess we have to use his name. But it was very depressing and disturbing to see writer Salman Rushdie giving a talk on freedom of expression before 2,500 people at the Chautauqua Institution. And yeah, not much security for someone with a fatwa, but that's partly because of Rushdie not wanting to be surrounded by police. And he was for 10 years. This fatwa was declared back in 1988 or nine, and he was in hiding for 10 years. Then he came out and he's had a good time, I think, walking around and giving little talks and things. But this was a big one. And it's pretty sad that this happened. I got a little emotional. He was on a ventilator. I thought he might die. He's now off. So it looks like he will survive. But he was blinded and also his liver was stabbed. No, he lost an eye or both eyes? One eye. One eye. I guess being a fellow writer about controversial subjects, religion and sex, I'm even nervous now speaking about him and ready to cry knowing what he's been through. Or have some Arab thugs come in here. I wouldn't say Arab thugs. I would say Islamofascists. Yes, Islamofascists. There's a certain strain of all the religions 
that is fascist and that feels that murder is worthwhile because of your feelings, your aims, your beliefs, and your wants, because you believe what you want. This guy wanted to have a world in which his religion is the law of the land. And he didn't want to see Muhammad insulted. And so he wanted to take a knife and try to kill a writer. I did also feel solidarity with another controversial writer, J.K. Rowling. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. I'm a, you know, it's okay. It's kind of cool, but not my favorite. But I appreciated her supporting him through a tweet and saying that she felt sick and horrified and let him be okay. It wasn't her best writing, but it, she is a great writer. But it was nice that she came out with something. I don't usually tweet so emotionally myself, and so I appreciate when people do. Then she received a lot of responses, of course, but a response from an Islamo-fascist saying, you're next. <laughs> Actually, he gave it a little humorous spin. He said, don't worry, you're next. And she couldn't get it taken off of Twitter. And I'm not saying she should get it taken off of Twitter. I'm just saying, whatever you think of J.K. Rowling, and she does have some turfish views that I do not agree with, some trans, I don't even know if I'd call them transphobic. Let's say narrow views that are not quite as liberal as my own views, but I respect her. She is on our side, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, even on the side of trans people, I would say. And certainly, this is about freedom of expression, whether it's about your sexuality, about your religious beliefs and your desires, your political beliefs and your desires. We should have the ability to write about it and to speak about it and to do our little dramas about it. Street theater. And so I deplore efforts to stop that, whether they are official on the part of our government or whether they are individual murders or attempted murders like this deplorable whatever religion you are you don't get to kill us over it obviously people do get killed over this I am a realist it's happening and it's happening more and more and we have to speak out against it and a lot of these uh, these terrorists uh, against uh, my freedom uh, to read a book a condom to be married uh, or to uh, have sex Th these are these are very personal freedoms and I don't like that you know um, it's like I don't live in Russia I don't live in a dictatorship and these people are trying to overturn my rights of what I can read or cannot read and a lot of these uh, Christo uh, guys 
are Republicans. Christo-fascist is the word that I use. And they're your neighbors. Yeah, they're mostly Republicans. I wouldn't say any of them are Democrats. No, no. These are are Republicans living next door to you who are telling you what you can read, when you can fuck, how you can abort to save. Now, I would say my Democrat friends, you guys can not be fascist. I'm not going to say there's not an equivalent. But the politically correct thing you go a little too far with, in my oh, humble yeah, opinion. Okay, yeah. but it's not as bad as being Christo-fascist, but there is that side. And yes, I do believe in seeing our own faults. We should have never made Al Franken leave the Senate. Yes. So uh, the cinema soloist says religious extremists are a bane to society, also on YouTube. Who said this? Where's my Facebook people? Who said this? Cinema. Cinema. Yes, not the one who's in the center. Yeah, yeah, cinema. Sarah Ann writes back, Trump is worse than a yeast infection that won't quit no matter whatever cream you rub on it or medicine you take. Yeah, that's what I wonder. Can Merrick Garland get rid of this yeast infection for us? I mean, he did come out and say, I did this. I approved the warrant. And... And he they was did strong. Say, and they did say, we do not have any more top secret documents. And lo and behold. So they lied. Yeah, so total lie, total crimina- criminality. As Bianca Bay says, yeah. Trump liar, liar, pants on fire. fire. So he always lies. But he's lied before. And people don't care. His supporters, I mean, not people in general. But let's hope that somebody cares in our government if they can do anything. Of course, it will be called political, but you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, guys. So he lied. He held those documents. You put reality winner into the tank for a long time for holding one page of these type of documents. And by the way, those papers, those papers are your papers. He's stealing from you. Yes. And David D. says religion is probably the most effective way to brainwash someone. Yeah, I think religion is pretty good at it. But this whole brainwashing that America does, that capitalism does, might even top religion. And the combination, when you put Citizens United and corporations being people and the billionaires, the greed with the religious fascists. Oh my goodness. Thank you, David D, because you're partially right. It's one of the more effective ways to brainwash someone. Yes. Very effective. Very effective. Well, it starts when, you, when you're jumping out of the, of the, of the girl. Right. You come out and suddenly they're throwing water on you and <laughs> they're calling you names and you're a sinner and then they throw you in bathtubs or something. Like, from the second, they haven't even watched, they haven't even gotten a computer yet. Yes, and, they, and religion does that. But I say, even if you're not brought up too religious, if you're brought up real American, to feel that American exceptionalism is, is somehow the law of the world, then that's a also effective way to yes. be brainwashed. And yeah. it's 
not called a religion. Well, no. It's called patriotism. And, you know, today I was actually talking to Harry about this. Have you noticed now that the Internet and has become worse than television? Every two minutes there's an ad. And now they're 20-minute ads. We have ads, too. Yeah, that's okay. We have an ad for Bonovoville we're running an, We're right an now. exception. And by the way, I just want to put up a goodbye to Jeffrey Tubin, who is quitting his job at CNN. So we had dedicated, I think, a couple of shows and a counterpunch article to his last name becoming a verb because of the fact that he was caught on Zoom masturbating. And in fact, he created a, another term, Zoom dick. There are two terms attributable to Jeffrey Tubin. One is Zoom dick, and the other is just Tubin. When you're Tubin. masturbating on the webcam, you're Tubin. Tubin. Yeah, you could Tubin. But that's when you're doing it secretly, uh, uh. which I don't recommend, by the way. You shouldn't be secretly masturbating when you're having a meeting with your colleagues. Is, isn't that the same as tubing down a river? Something well, like that? There's a lot of... That's kind of dangerous for other reasons. Yeah. Because of climate change, we have less river than we used to. Uh, right. So there's all kinds of critters that can come out of there. I used to go tubing down the Colorado and River bodies. and love it. Oh my God, that was so much fun. But yeah, I don't know if I'd do it now. When I went to Naropa Institute yeah, for a yeah, summer yeah. in Boulder, we used to tube down the river. It was so sexy too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Getting out there naked with your butt in the water. <laughs> the well, the water. now your butt gets hit by rocks immediately. Anyway, <laughs> Zoom Dick guy, Jeffrey Tubin. Good luck to you. I never thought you were that great, but you're not a Trumper, so yeah, bye. you're okay. Thank but you. Yeah, thank you for thank masturbating. You. Right. And now maybe, you know, if you need our services, we would keep you private. Right. But you really should have gotten our services from the beginning, actually, because we will help you with masturbation, whether you need to talk about it or actually just do it. If you call 213-291-9497. So really, that is what Jeffrey Tubin should have done, and then he could have gone Tubin legally. I mean, ethically, because it was legal to just jack off. It just, you know, kind of upset his colleagues there at the well, New Yorker. You know, we including get, my Yale classmate. Really? Yeah. You gotta relax. You know, especially today. Haven't you gotten dick pictures? What are you so outraged over? Well, it's yeah. no fun to do that when you're trying to concentrate on things. Justin from California wants to talk about how masturbation has taken over his life. Well, I certainly want to hear about that. Okay, Justin, hello. Oh. Hello. Thank you for uh, thank you for listening. No problem. So, since we were talking about Tubin. And now you are going to tell us that it is overwhelming you. Yes, yes, ma'am. I like to take days off from work and masturbate all day. And I like to um, like, uh, avoid uh, family and current functions and just masturbate all day. 
Right. So how do you afford to do that? Well, I maintain my, my job, but I am, all my free time is just total, total male penis masturbation. Okay, so you do your job. How old are you? Yeah, 55. 55. All right. Are you married or single? Yeah, I'm totally single. Totally. All right. So nobody's being hurt by this, I guess, except maybe your dick if you do it to the point of getting skin abrasions. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. you can hurt yourself with overdoing it, and you should be aware of that. But Understood. on the other hand, when it comes to the morality of it, I don't see anything at all wrong with it. I, in fact, feel that nowadays there are so many problems from the monkeypox to the mass murder out there. It's, t- it's tough dating. Would you rather go to work or be at home and masturbate and maybe have a drink? Yeah. Or maybe... How about pleasure? Oh, yeah, How about I love pleasure? having a cocktail and just having a cocktail and just kick them back and just, you know, go <laughs> yeah, down there. See? And, and edge, all, edge all weekend, man. So does it result in any kind of problem for you, Justin? Uh, not really. It's just, um, it's just extreme pleasure. I just, look at, okay, I just well, love it then so much. I don't see a problem with it either. So I just think... It's a question of giving yourself enough variety while staying as sustainable as possible. That is, yep. not joining the Mile High yep. Club it unless is. you have to fly anyway. But hey, if yeah. you have to fly for business, you might as well make use of that restroom. Yeah, can I, can I put my door up there if anyone wants to call on 818-679-7597. Give me a buzz. That's great. That's great. You want to masturbate with him? It's the Masturbation Society. It's free and it's healthy. And, uh, right? And do you go for male, female, or trans, or non binary? Or do you Um, have specifics? Yeah, yeah, I'm a total male, but I'm open to everything. I'm a total male masturbator. You're a total male masturbator. All right. But you're open to different types of people calling you. Is that right? Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm like, I, I love male masturbators calling. Okay. Oh, you yeah. love male masturbators. Okay, so male masturbators. Not female masturbators. Is that right? Yeah, that, that, that is correct. Okay. Oh, okay. All well, right. Right, you know guys. what? I don't take offense. No, I, there's so many great. guys that like oh, us female no, no, no. masturbators that I am all for you, Justin. And also just want to say you're going to get more success because there's a lot more guys that need this kind of connection. And especially, I would say, my earlier words about, yeah, this is a safe thing to do right now during this volatile period, which hopefully we will work our way out of. But right now, this is a great way to connect and be intimate and have wild, explosive orgasms. And intimate with yourself so that you right. can, you can uh, feel, yes, sir. be and touched. I, you, know, you know, I like your voice, Mr. Sir. But I'm, I'm very lonely and I would that's uh, right. He's entertain into guys. any phone calls. No, I, I get that and, and, uh, and that's what I was saying. You're alone, you're, you're at home, whatever for whatever reason. And yet, 
you can just talk to somebody and, and get pleasure from it. Oh, yeah. That's it, baby. All right, Justin, you're welcome to yeah. take that little snippet from the recorded show and play it over and over yes. as you if jack it, off to if it. If it goes viral, or get let a me call. <laughs> That's right. And have the, have the gentleman call, call me. All right, the gentleman will call you. They can <laughs> rewind and get your phone number. Great, you're great. You take care. Be safe, huh? Great, thank you, man. All yeah. right, thank ciao, you. ciao. All right, bye-bye. That's right, make kink, not war. That was nice. Huh? Very nice. And, of course, he loved my captain's voice. Oh, was he? Oh, I, I thought baritone. he was talking about him. No, uh, no. Abe purposely <laughs> kept quiet. He got scared and yeah, also maybe intimidated by your <laughs> voice. Yeah, no, I, I felt like if I started talking, he would have said I started yeah. sounding uh, attractive. Hey, he, w- he would he have. have. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I would, I would have had the... Well, he'll listen the, to you now as face, uh, he listens to the radio, tape. Right? Listen, this yeah. guy's after an 80-year-old guy. Yeah, That's and cool. And you're just a chicken. Yeah, yeah I'm too young for that. I'm too young for that. will watch you guys. By the way, oh gosh, I'm drawn to two different related things. So you got to let me go back and forth here. One is Prince William that we talked about last week being the Prince of Pegging is also Big Willie. So I hear called hey, that by Kate. Kate. Yes. Kate calls him Big Willie and I think that their PR people saw the Prince of Pegging trending and put out the Big Willie hashtag, which I respect. And it might be true, it might not. Prince of Pegging might be true, might not, but who knows. In any case, I'm not sure if people are trying to humanize the royals in Britain and throughout the world, or if they're just trying to stop the damage. But that's what's happening. Prince of Pegging also is named Big Willie by his wife, Kate. It's kind of wholesome in a way, but also just dirty enough to excite the old royal ladies. So, yeah, Prince of Pegging. Did you Big hear, Willie. Judy, did you hear that Disney is getting into the uh, rated adult business? Well, they already are. Well, you know, no, but they're moving. Uh, okay. So all this more than I know. Well, maybe that's what Ron DeSantis is onto. Yeah, maybe. He hates Disney. He's awful, though. He's all, oh, that guy. I'm all for Disney going into adult. I don't know the extent to which you mean. I just know a lot of guys well, are been, jacking I, off I, to I, Snow I, White. Right. I've been, work, <laughs> I've been working on him a long and time. And those dwarves are all horny little critters. <laughs> right. Sleeping Beauty is totally a sleep syndrome fetish object. All those fairy tales are based on fetishes. So... Hang on to your hats, brothers and sisters, as it all becomes more obvious as the media attempts to attract your eyeballs with extremity, extreme anything. And that's why Trump attracts all of our eyeballs. He's quite extreme. But back to talking about sex and dead account, 
He wants to take issue with me saying JK is not a trans ally. I didn't say she was a trans ally. I just said she isn't anti-trans. I think there's a difference. A trans ally is more knowledgeable, really, and more active, more of an activist. And she's not. And he writes, she literally wrote a book about a person who poses as a trans woman who predates on cis women to kill them. Yes, and I think that's in bad taste, but honestly, what is that book about the butterflies that Anthony Hopkins is in? That thing that Jodie Foster is in? Silence of the Lambs, thank you, was all about dressing up in a woman's skin, and I thought that was in bad taste. And I don't defend her for that at all. I was defending her for saying that she felt bad that another writer was attacked. I might even defend Ted Cruz for crying that his wife that he tolerates being called ugly died. But I felt a little identified with J.K. Rowling on, on that. And obviously, Dead Account is upset with her, and I respect that. It pushes the narrative that trans women are just men disguising themselves as women to predate and hunt cis women. She doesn't give a shit about trans people and actively pushes harmful and incorrect stereotyping. Religious extremism and capitalism will destroy everything. Wow. Who's this? This is Dead Account. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's heavy, man. So first of all, the last line you said, I, I totally agree with. Religious extremism and capitalism will destroy everything. And let's just sit th with that for a moment. Yeah. Because honestly, if I quibble with one or two of your points about the difference between the many, many, many different genders, the rainbow of genders and preferences that there might be, if we don't see color to color, eye to eye, all right, sue me. But please don't kill me. And religious extremism does kill me and capitalism does kill me. And yes, I agree with you, Dead Account, that the two of them together kill everything. And they are both supported by Donald Trump, even though he doesn't believe in any of it. He's just some con man that somehow knows how to attract eyeballs. And, and, and they're supported by the followers, by the sheep. They're supported by the sheep, not only the rich. So here you go giving money to these people, and then they take that money and put it into political action against me and the likes of me and people that don't agree with them. And they imprison us and they discriminate against us. Yeah, you know. and you know what? I don't mind a little discrimination. Hey, yeah. I grew up with it. I'm Jewish, so hey, I expect a little. And I got that. You know, we had to sing Christmas carols. Okay, <laughs> joy to the world. Uh, I'm okay with that in a Moses way. Has come. I'm okay. not okay with you like reaching into my uterus right. for this Christo fascist forced breeding. Okay, I'm not okay with that. And I also want to give a shout out and a go bonobos to the people of Kansas for voting to stop 
the anti-abortion proposition from becoming the law. And I think that that just shows that there is some hope and sanity. However, there was a major loss in Louisiana, I think today or yesterday, and so there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, but Dr. Susie, the major loss in Louisiana, which I didn't hear until now, is very clear. We're talking about Louisiana here. Okay. Well, we're talking about Kansas there. Wait, we we got to send them money. Hey, that, I have that, some you know. great, great friends in Louisiana, including the dearly departed Anne Rice, who yeah. was a very liberal person and yet Catholic. I'm sure she didn't believe in and abortion for radio, herself, and but she radio. would for every, you know, for the law of the land. Yeah. And she is not with us now. Yeah. But there's a lot of great people in Louisiana. New Orleans is in Louisiana, but it is controlled by a group of Christo fascists. And 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 our little radio station was in Louisiana. It, is in Lake and Charles, it, it has Louisiana. liberal people. These were people that loved our show. This was the guy, actually, this was the guy, he was the head Ford dealer in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And his friend was the Coca-Cola king. He manufactured the Coca-Cola in Louisiana. And when we got kicked off the radio, this man calls and he says, let me understand something. Were you kicked off? the air and I said yes we were he said don't worry about it you're going to be back on next week I'm going to go talk to Mr. Pinkerton I forget what his name was and we were and we were (laughs) he bought the station (laughs) what (laughs) and he said out of here so yes I'm sorry Louisiana I take it all back there are some good apples that's right and so we have to fight for Louisiana This is a human right, abortion. Absolutely. It helps us women to help you all to be the water lady and the sex lady and the love lady. It helps us to be human and to live because these laws are crazy. They but you, but you see, murder it, women. If you don't have babies, us guys can't recruit. Right. We can't recruit to send people to war, to send people into the factories. We need lots of bumbolinis. But now we get a lot of bumbolonis. But you see, this is where we come to sustainable sex. And I just want to try to summarize this conversation that I had with Dr. Brian Hare about female choice. And he told me that there's a tendency for all the females to choose to have babies with the dominant male. And so this seemed to threaten the idea of the bonobo way of male well-being for all males. Because he was saying basically, yeah, they favor the dominant male for having babies. And is that at, at all different levels? Well, what I want to ask is, do I have time to read this? Well, now, you remember that half hour right, we talked about? Right, I do. Yeah. So I'm now guilty of asking time. for it. Okay, <laughs> so I write, thanks for getting back with me 
Brian. I really appreciate it. Hoots of love and friendship to Vanessa and Congo. That's their dog. Honestly, at first I felt these findings threatened my theory that a key aspect of Bonobo's unique among apes ability to keep themselves from killing each other in addition to female empowerment is male well-being. Since males of all ape species, well, okay, all species are notoriously horny, sexual satisfaction is almost always fairly important to male well-being. And these findings that all the bonobo ladies gravitate to just one bonobo King Solomon for mating, whether due to this dominant male's winning friendly personality or his mother's high status, which is true, leaving all the beta males to suffer with blue balls seems to dispute that theory. It's nice for what you're saying about female choice, but how do the guys feel? It makes me want to ask, like Franz de Waal's colleagues, when he first explained bonobo female power to them. Why do the males put up with that? And sure, one reason for bonobo male acquiescence is bonobo female solidarity. Those lady gangs are tough. But does that mean that the not so dominant males are all miserable peons putting up with this gross sexual inequality? That sounds on the surface to be even more extreme and unfair than among chimps or humans. Or could it be that sex, if you define it as I do, to include recreational sex, not just procreational, is actually abundantly available for the beta bonobo males too. And that keeps them in a state of well-being. Recreational sex includes procreational, reproductive, AKA PIV, penis in vagina intercourse, during ovulation. Did you get all that? And that only lasts a few seconds, regular sex. But it also includes oral sex, which I've seen go on for over an hour at the zoo, remember? Yes, and yes. massage and mutual masturbation and rump rubbing and penis fencing and all that stuff with the other males, with older females and with females who aren't necessarily ovulating because they do hide their estrus. Well, as a sex therapist, I know that many human males, maybe even most, are happy to have these types of recreational sex available to them, such as Justin, who called asking about male-male sex, phone sex, actually. So they're pretty happy, and this is why it's okay in bonobo society. It's not about procreation, it's about recreation. That's the kind of sex we need a lot of, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners. And this goes on, and I don't want to read my whole thing here, but I end with considering these findings on these alpha male baby daddies fathering most of the offspring recreational sex seems to be an even more important piece of the bonobo peace through pleasure puzzle than I thought. And I realize that as a sex therapist, as opposed to a scientist like yourself, I'm probably imposing my make love not war worldview on poor pan paniscus. But am I wrong? So Dr. Brian did not write back. But Vanessa did. Ah, and she oh. wrote, I think you are exactly on point. I love it. So, thank you, Vanessa. Is Vanessa Block? 
No, no, no. If, if it was Vanessa Block, that would be nepotism. No, this is yeah. Vanessa Woods. We oh, know a Vanessa. few different Vanessas. Yeah, I was like, all right, which Vanessa? No, this is not Vanessa Block. We have two famous Vanessas yeah, in our Vanessa lives. Yeah, Vanessa is great. I love this Vanessa. Yeah. It was Vanessa which Woods. One? The one Woods. where you're talking oh, about. Oh, Vanessa Woods is yeah. the author of Bonobo Handshake and oh. Survival of the Friendliest. And she wrote that with Brian. And you can watch them on our show, on our website at drsusanblock.com slash survival of the friendliest or on YouTube and yeah. you can read their book. Yeah, and, and there's no age restriction, right? Oh, no. Right. No. The, the kids can watch this. It's a very important fact that we learn about our friends out there in the wild and how much they're connected to us. And I think they are very sex positive, although I push them a little perhaps. And I hope you read their book and stay involved in the bonobo way, both in a large universal way and help to save the bonobos from Lola Ya Bonobo and Friends of Bonobos where Vanessa actually works. And also through the Bonobo Conservation Initiative where our friend Sally Cox is the founder and director. And I think we're now probably, I don't know, are we out of time or should we say goodbye? Pretty soon, let's wind it up. I do want to say R.I.P. Anne Hesch, okay. a great actress who went out in a blaze, not of glory, but... Look at these photos were. She is, went out. But by the way, these photos, they're all available on site. You can buy them directly to us. In fact, we have operators that are lying down on our couches just waiting right and for your call. we have trump themed art including a deck of cards and if you're a pro trumper you might like that mm -hmm. if you're an anti trumper you might like that too now our golden showers on trump video you can watch on cliporama and that features Tara Indiana and Rhiannon Ahrens and Bambi Lay. And it was the beginning of Dominatrixes Against Donald Trump and the late, great Jackie Blue. And, and by the way, even though you have to pay for some of these things, the show is free, uh -huh. the site is free. Most of the things here uh, on, on our sites are free. And uh, uh, don't ask me why, but... Uh, one of the reasons is because it's supported by uh, Dr. Susie's uh, um, clients uh, who have supported our work for many, many years and uh, supported by you. Uh, you know, and I mean, I could go f uh, find, do a, a fund me, fund me, I don't need that. All I need is buy a couple of t-shirts, you know, get a book, uh, you know. And how about lace panties? Oh. I saw you had them yes. up there. And I understand you're not allowed to have lace panties in Russia? or uh, In Russia now is coming up. In Kazakhstan. Right. Kazakhstan. I'm not even going to go towards pronouncing this. You guys can follow over yourselves with your sexy voices that Justin wants. Yeah. I don't know if they really have no lace panties, but... No, I do know that the war is raging yes. in Ukraine with no winners 
really, right. except the arms dealers. Right. And these and these people are outlawing. You know why they're outlawing them? Because they don't have a little absorption thing where the opening of the female stuff is. They have to have a little pad. Well, I'm not sure what their deal is. And that's their business. And if they want to put somebody in jail for eight years, I'm not going to get on that. I just don't appreciate the bombing. And that is wrong. And that was started by Putin. And by the way, Russia is not socialist. So please, stop calling it that. Russia is a fascist kleptocracy. Right. I am socialist. Okay. And socialism is like social security. It's checks in the mail. (laughs) It's public schools. It's public parks. It's taxing the rich. It's fuck the rich. You'd think Putin is fuck the rich? Well, (laughs) I'm sure he has to fuck himself because he's got that long table. But on the other hand, maybe he's not. And that is the problem. Probably should masturbate more. His girlfriend certainly got snatched. But anyway, these are things that FDR did and that we support on FDR. So these are socialist things. Russia is not socialist. But I am not for arming Ukraine, okay? And my country is doing that. And I feel that we need to put pressure and give permission to have peace talks. And that's what I'm gonna say. It's the bonobo way. So we can talk about your opinion next week. Make like bonobos, not baboons. I have something to finish. And also, uh, of course, uh, Corona beer is pretty good. Um, And don't forget to listen to me when you can catch me. It's called the Catch Me Show. And I'm going to tell you about my life and my work and my love. Should we talk about that? Not now, no. Well, you just stopped me from ending, so we (laughs) might as well. Go ahead. No, no, we're going to talk about your life. It's coming soon. And it's just coming soon. It's called Catch Me If You Can. (laughs) Whatever you use, even if it's the Espionage Act, let's take down Trump and let's free Assange. And I want you to be good. And that means don't kill anybody. Whether you have a badge or you don't. I would say whether you have a gun or you don't, but so many of you have guns. And yeah, whether you have anything, don't kill anybody. Let's stop the killing now. Let's have a little sustainable sex. No more Trump nukes. I just want to tell you that if you live in Arcadia or El Monte, there's an Amazon return station there. And if you like uh, Amazon, you buy a lot of stuff from, you got to go there. It's right across from Sam's. I don't know the name because I forgot to get it off my phone, but it's right across from Sam's. There's a wonderful, wonderful lady. She gave me a few little gifts, including a stamp. Uh, Go visit. 
Good night, Dr. Susie. Until we meet again, be good, be happy. Try not to hurt anyone, including yourself. Whatever your religion, your sexuality, your gender, your belief, your desire, make like bonobos, not baboons. Make kink, not war. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight, even if that someone is you. That's right, that's okay, cause I love you. I love you too. Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves. But my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.